0: Every episode of Final Space,
1: 23 fans, storyboard artists, producers, composers, animators, designers, voice
2: actors. Welcome to Volume 3 of the Into Final Space podcast, hosted by Gabe Jones. Welcome to today's episode of Into Final Space, Volume Three. Today we get the chance to talk with Jam Build's animation producer for Final Space, Craig Young. My special guest, friend Texian today, is a friend of mine and previous guest, fan Trexian, Emily Rodriguez. And we're going to jump right into our discussion of this episode. All right, we are on Skype today. Uh, I'm joined by my friend Texian on this episode, Emily, and uh, we have Craig with us today. But also, we have two. Sp- Very special guest. Chris and Mike, also from Jamfield, have come on to join us today for this awesome episode. Um, So, yeah, can we just go around and start with uh, a little bit of an introduction? Uh, Craig, do you want to kick us off about what you do at Jamfield?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, My name is Craig Young. I'm the head of production at Jamfield. Um, I also help produce our shows and just generally help uh, around with the staff and and all that good stuff. So uh, Final Space was my first series that I started on with Jamfield. I had worked about 20 years previous to that, and uh, these guys were like, hey, we need a producer brave enough and daring and stupid enough to <laughs> take off waffle face and I thought they're asking about waffles so I ripped my hands and here I am
2: <laughs> awesome uh, Chris you want to go next
1: sure uh, so my name's Chris Graff uh, I'm one of the two heads of the effects department uh, at Jamfield, or Jamfield. Um, and I've been there for maybe off and on uh, seven eight years um, and I was the 2D effects supervisor for Final Space.
3: Awesome. And Mike? Hello. Uh, I was the uh, animation director on uh, season one of Final Space. I also helped kind of kick off season two once we handed it to our uh, Toronto studio, which is now in good, competent hands. Um, yeah i've been at jamfield for uh, i guess it's coming up on six years animation directing various projects pinky malinky superhero girls final space and on to some other cool stuff now um yeah i've been in the industry for almost 16 years now graduated a long time ago feels like uh and here we are we got to do final space which uh it's one of those kind of cool sci-fi drama comedy shows that rarely comes along and we're all uh, we're all still talking about it, which is pretty cool so I guess we yeah. won.
2: <laughs> awesome. And our first person of course on this episode today is Emily Rodriguez. you want to give a little introduction yourself? For
4: sure. Hi, I'm Emily. Um, I am myself a 2D animator and designer just graduated college and I'm really excited to talk to these awesome folks today.
2: Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you all for joining us on the show today. We're all very, very excited to chat with you. Of course, I'm not going to be doing most of the chatting. Uh, I'm going to hand it over to Emily. Uh, you have the floor for your first question, so go on ahead.
4: Awesome. OK, so you guys kind of answered this in your introductions, I guess. But um, my first question was, how did each of you get involved during the production of Final Space? And um, I believe today we're talking a little bit more about season one, chapter five. So I wanted to know what your level of involvement on this episode was.
0: Oh, man. Who who wants to start? Mike, do you want to start? Uh, sure.
3: Uh, I mean, the, the level of involvement on this episode was, you know, as it would be on any episode for all of us. It, you kind of have your set crew throughout the season, right? So we're not like switching people out per episode. But so fully involved in everything that comes with Final Space, which is the uh, madness and chaos that comes with <laughs> a very ambitious, crazy, awesome uh, show that it is. Um how did we find ourselves in the position sorry Kurt, go ahead
0: no i was just going to say in this episode in particular i think really involved everyone i mean we're always involved helping each other and and managing the process but this episode in particular was very challenging it was yeah can chris get into it yeah, right. yeah. we'll get to that the uh, challenge question later
3: where <laughs> <later laughs> we'll come up um yeah how do we find ourselves in this position um yeah i guess you know there's there's nothing really special about. About me or Craig or Chris, other than we're awesome, um, we kind of, you know, as a, as a studio, yes. As a as a studio, you know, we're we're always trying to pick the best people for the best job, and and a lot of that has to do with uh, timing as much as the talent of the individual, um, because we get we get. Uh, not stuck, but we get uh, we're in a contract doing a season of whatever show. And you know, if, if Final Space drops at a certain time and I'm halfway through a season, I'm not just going to pick up my bags and walk over to a new production and have somebody else take over. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, timing is kind of a huge part of that. So I think we were coming off of maybe Pinky Malinky at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Loud House kind of continually going and a lot of other very talented people at our studio uh, busy with those productions final space kind of dropped at a great time, uh, where, you know, the three of us were available. And as Craig pointed out, that was his sort of introduction to, uh, to Jamfield, which was fantastic for us. Um, so yeah, timing has a a lot to do with it. And then Mm -hmm. again, trying to pick the right people for the right job, people who like when you, when something like this comes across your plate, uh, there, there's no blueprint that you can reach for going like, Oh yeah, it's one of those shows. I I know what to do with that. Mm -hmm. Um, this, this is, you know, ambitious on every level, a huge, huge scale, and different than anything we'd done before uh, at that time. So, um, you know, picking people who are who are willing to step up to a, a crazy challenge who who are not just, you know, wanting the regular formula kind of day to day thing, um, being handed a script or a like a reel and going like, Oh, my God, okay, how are we going to do this, guys, let's pull let's pull everyone together and, and talk through this. And, um, I mean, Chris can get into this more, but like, you know, uh, an effects uh, effects artist on, a, on a, a regular kind of show, a typical show, uh, they, they add a nice layer of polish on, onto a good chunk of scenes, but, you know, it, it's very minimal compared to what the rest of the production is kind of doing. Right. Not -hmm. to take anything away from what they do. It's always amazing stuff, but on Mm -hmm. final space effects were like a main character. Like there, there was so much thought and time that had to go into this stuff. So, um, you know, Chris, Chris was just the the go-to obvious pick for all of us when it comes to who's going to step up to this kind of a challenge. Um, anyway, I'm babbling. The other guys can chat now. (laughs) I remember,
1: uh, (laughs) when when this show was coming across our desk at the studio um that kind of the unique thing about it was um it, it was an adult show it had adult themes um it had an uh, a story arc over an entire season uh, where we were we were used to doing uh children's entertainment from the ages of like 9 to 13 a lot of that kind of stuff and uh, when it was brought up at the studio we got the whole senior team at the studio together. And uh, look at the material way before we even committed to it, and we got to discuss like, okay, can we handle this? Because it's it's obviously a r- really big show. It's it's uh, uh, got a lot of big ideas, and, and like, can can we even do it? Mm.
0: Uh,
1: and and the consensus was like, oh yeah, like let's go for it. This is going to be fun. Like it looks like a fun show to work on. Um, so we did, and um, by the time we got to episode five i would say we were really starting to hit our stride at that point the first few episodes you know we're still feeling our way through it um the style the way uh, the characters need to emote uh, the way the effects need to be as big of a uh a piece you know to to match the characters and, and these crazy backgrounds and um yeah seeing episode five uh, was a little bit scary in the beginning. Uh, there were certainly challenges <laughs> waiting for us <laughs> on that one.
0: So these two are already at Jamfield. I was, uh, I'd was i actually quit producing. Uh, I'd done it for about 20 years, decided I wanted to. I was writing during the time as well for Animated Series and decided I just wanted to do that full-time and was loving it. I'd been writing uh, full-time for the four or five years, And met the guys at Jamfield, who uh, I was already friends with. We met them at, I met them at Kid Screen. And uh, they showed me Final Space. And it's just, uh, you know, having done a lot of uh, uh, family-style series and things that were either preschool or pretty light fare, uh, just seeing this and seeing the content got me pretty excited. So I decided to not entirely give up writing, but to to join the crew. And um, yeah, Jamfield was my first baby oh that's <laughs> first first baby at danfield so <laughs> trial by fire i guess
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome. from, from the start it was definitely uh i i think as consumers also just were like wow this is a very visually ambitious show mm-hmm. um is something that a lot of us i don't think have seen before really in especially in the realm of adult animation um that much work and that much thought going into something like this, uh, when those first trailers started dropping. So, I yeah, mean, yeah, and, uh,
3: you know, Shadow Machine did a, a really great job, kind of cutting together those trailers and building up the hype, and just building off of Olin's, you know, fan base as well, which which was a really great establishment already. Um, and then, you know, attaching names like you know, uh, Conoco I guess Conan O'Brien's kind of company on top of that obviously helped, but. Uh, yeah, like we, as Chris said, when we saw it, it was like, wow, okay, this, this is, this is something big. Like we all knew we watched cartoons as well. We knew it was something different. Like, oh, here's a, here's a show I would actually watch. So like, not, not only are we, not only are we just doing it as, as our profession and as our job, which, you know. I hate to admit it sometimes, but you don't often watch what you produce because you're you're so right. you're so busy, like, OK, that episode's done. Great. Now we're like halfway through this next one that we've been working on for four months time. It's nearing its deadline. Let's go, 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 go. And then when it comes by the time it airs, you've already kind of moved on to the next production. Right. And like mm-hmm. the time uh, as professionals in the industry to watch what you do is rare and you kind of have to go out of your way. And then, you know, plus family life and all that stuff on top of it. But for this, it was like, like, oh my God, I can't wait to see this thing. Like as soon as it airs, I'm on. Like I want to see how they how this thing came together past yeah. what we past what we did, right? right? Um and even to the, you know, to speak into the Leicas, uh like we don't get the entire season either, right? So, you know, when Chris mm-hmm. mentioned we were looking at this thing like episode one, going like, can we do this? We knew we wanted to and we knew we could pull the, the talent and the passion together within our crew to to pull this off. But at that time, you, you only get a very small glimpse of what what this is going to be. We, we didn't know, I think, at the beginning, anything past maybe episode two. Uh, when we were like, okay, as a company saying, yeah, we want this. And, and, you know, you're, you're working out contracts and finances and stuff. We maybe didn't know anything past episode two. So as we're starting episode one, these other episodes start funneling in and. I remember, like the the kind of uh, attitude or uh, around the studio at the time was like, as soon as that Leica came in, it was like I would run around the studio going, guys, 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 check out episode three, it just came in, it just came in, check it out, check out episode four, guys, check it out, check it out. <laughs> like we we would watch that Leica as if we were waiting for the next week's episode of our favorite show, <laughs> um, and that's just the Leica. And then you get to work out like how okay, how are we going to actually pull this together and, and stay true to what you know what Olin wants in this. And you know, that that alone tells you that you're working on something special, on something different than what is out there. When when you have a crew that passionate about a bunch of scribbly sketches thrown together in a Leica reel, right, which is an animated storyboard for anybody listening who doesn't know, like it's uh, you know, that that tells you that you're, okay, this is something great, guys. Like let's let's continue this and 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 all believe in what we're doing, and stay true, and, and pull this thing off to the best of our ability. Um, which I, you know, I think we, I think we did.
0: Yeah, like Mike was saying, I think we, it was on episode two, we were like, man, the scope of this is just massive. <clears throat> we're, we're asking, out how machine to call? Like, so does, this, does the scope keep like does it keep increasing? Like, does it get worse? <laughs> <laughs> just laughed for a really long time. We we just stopped asking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: Probably right. smart. Maybe
0: like you know it's uh you're nervous when you take on something so huge because we've never been tested to this extent mm-hmm. but you're also excited to finally flex those muscles <laughs> and show that we can do more than just you know a saturday morning uh slapstick right? Mm-hmm. absolutely right
2: yeah the uh the very first episode of this season uh of the podcast we talked to diva of course the art director on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he was talking about you know a few of the challenges of you know pursuing something this ambitious this cinematic um you know just kind of seeing the pilot making the tweaks you know stuff that you know to just jump start this show and kind of meet the expectations and meet the vision that olin had for it
3: mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a a lot of work from a lot of different people to to pull these kind of things off and Uh, Emily will soon realize when she gets into the industry, how, how many pieces of, of a puzzle, you know, there are in something like this, uh, you know, a a single episode will, could span like up to a year of people touching it. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: and a lot of people too right like we had a yeah. group of like 70 plus at some yeah. point uh, we were hitting close to 100 people that were uh just on the jam filled side it, like that's excluding shadow machine that have their own small army so it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. great trying now
2: a, a they had a team style. of uh, 40 uh mm-hmm. which is huge yeah. for some of these projects um and so yeah, yeah it's, it's a ma- massive army of people moving this show along for sure
4: absolutely yeah.
3: And it's never enough. It's never enough. I I, I know even from talking to Devo and Mike at the time, uh, the director for season one, like they, you know, they, they needed more too. They were killing themselves. They were working extremely hard, crazy hours uh, on top of what we were also doing. Right. Like it's, it's, it was, it's just one of those projects that just you kind of need to just forget everything else. And like this, this is your life for the next like year and a half because anything short of that and it could fail like it's, it's just so ambitious that it needs that attention and we knew it and Shadow Machine knew it and you know that our kind of relationship over that season built and became very strong where there was a very uh a very understanding and and kind of respectful attitude towards each other where like they, they knew we were really working hard. We knew they were really working hard. So any sort of ask where it's like, oh, guys, we just need another week on this to give it the love it deserves. They were like, "Yeah, let's do it." Like they—they they were usually, you know, a little bit back and forth, but they were usually on board right away because they mm-hmm. knew that we cared, and mm-hmm. if we were saying we needed more time, it, it was for a good reason. And that—I mean—that in itself is a kind of rare relationship to have as well with a client uh, in the industry.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a great partners for sure.
3: Yeah. yeah.
4: I love to hear that. I, just, I can see the passion that you guys have for this. And honestly, you guys have been touching on like the questions that I have here. Oh, I know.
0: So. It's okay.
3: Go through them. Go through them. We can add more. We'll, we'll circle back. Yeah, okay. perfect. What do you have My uh, yeah, yeah. next? Okay, next
4: question, um, you guys have kind of touched on um, how it's different, right? So I wanted to know, compared to other products that you guys have worked on in your careers, what's different or unique about Final Space to you?
1: Uh, well, I know, at least for me, from an effects standpoint, um, The the draw to the show was was big, um, wild, like, you know, space type uh, fights um, and animating planets being sucked into black holes um, where normally, you know, I'm I'm quite used to just doing like a little background waterfall and a dust poof. (laughs) (laughs) This, This show, we got to flex our muscles and do, you know, like giant laser beams tearing through oceans and uh, underwater volcanoes and lava explosion like just wild cool fun stuff to do um so for for the effects crew um it, it was tough uh, i think we had 11 effects people on this show which is so like it's the biggest our department has ever been um uh and yeah it was And it was fun to uh, figure out a lot of stuff in this episode as well. Um, uh, I know there's, there's one section in this episode that, um, Gary, uh, is, they just got away from like the, the spider, uh, thing they're sliding down the side of a mountain and where they land, Gary, Gary's face is halfway through like a force field that we can't see. And he's looking at something we, we can't quite tell. And, and, uh, Figuring out a way to make that visually translate, to l- look the way it's supposed to was was something we we had to work a lot on, like in the moment to get it to feel right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so uh, yeah, from effects standpoint, that that kind of stuff for us was was a really fun way to. <laughs> In.
3: Yeah, I think that's 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 probably a, a common story for for Final Space uh, in season two as well. The the different thing, and I mentioned before, where like most most shows you get that come across your plate are are kind of formulaic, right? They're episodic. It kind of just all resets the next time you kind of know what to expect. It's like, oh yeah, you know, there's the dialogue section. Oh yeah. There's the small action section. Okay. Then we end with the dialogue section and then rinse and repeat many, many times, slightly different tweaks here and there. You kind of start seeing the same sort of script ideas that you did on another, you know, another show five years ago, start to come in the football episode, you know, like that there's always one of those. Right. And it's, um, yeah, Final Space was different. So like here here you have this crazy serialized story arc like it's it's ridiculous where they were going and just that alone was really cool. Not knowing what's gonna happen to your characters, not knowing how much effort to put into like a, a character rig working in Toon Boom. Is that character gonna die? I don't know. Are they gonna change a costume? I don't know. <laughs> like there that was the cool curveball that they threw us. You know, season one, we we spent a lot of time on Gary getting that spacesuit rig right, right? Like no. the, the, the right. infinity, whatever prison the prison guard or prison uh, out yeah. for the add-on. We're like, yeah, this is nice. It's nice and clean. We spent so long getting that right. And then I think episode seven, maybe, end of six, maybe seven, I think. They switched him out into a jacket and jeans and we're like oh no what are we gonna do or, or it was like episode two or three they, they they ripped off his arm and we're like oh my god now we got to build a cyborg arm and it's like we spent all this time we're like guys you got to tell us what's coming down the pipe so we know like you know I mean, that, that just keeps it interesting right and then mm-hmm. you know every every episode of this you know as we see it come in as we watch that like it we just we have to take some time to think about our our attack it's not just okay yeah yeah few you know 10 standard builds chris yeah you got the poofs and splashes yep great okay you know it's it's not uh, every episode offered uh kind of a unique and amazing challenge um that we all had to figure out and write solutions for there wasn't there wasn't a playbook where we just go like oh yeah underground lava as they fly up and shoot through the ocean yeah yeah we've done that before (laughs) let's you know (laughs) these kind of things don't happen right so uh the absolute best part of working on something like this is one, kind of not knowing what's coming because it's cool to problem solve things, but also like every episode is going to have something that is going to push you way out of your comfort zone, way beyond what you've ever done before. And then you're you're coming out of that with like, oh, my God, I got all these new tools I can use. And you just can't wait for the next big thing where you can throw these ideas out again.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was the very best part of it, right? It's the scariest part, but instead of being given a blueprint, it's like, all right, we're actually able to be creative mm-hmm. every episode, almost every scene, to figure, help Shadow Machine realize what, you know, the look they're going for and how do we achieve that. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Challenging, And like Mike said, we put in a, a ton of time to get it right but uh when you work with a crew that's that determined cares that much it's it's pretty awesome and it can be pretty awesome things
2: yeah for sure and i, I remember when we we talked last time uh, you mentioned the animation test for shadow machine was that that scene from episode one where mooncake takes out the asteroids yeah um i can't imagine you know that you talk about it was this challenging kind of really new approach to stuff that you haven't done before you know kind of like oh okay how are we going to envision this and see this through uh especially just on an animation test for for Mm -hmm. the show
3: yeah and uh you know we tests like that kind of come across our plate every now and then that that was a a big one um it's kind of fun because you're you're not you know you're not really doing it for any financial gain at that point right like Mm -hmm. these tests become sort of like little mini productions that require a lot of time and thought it's not just like oh yeah we can pull that off in a couple days it's like no it it has to go through every department as if a, a production normally would it's just a small little contained thing but we're all doing that as well on top of the productions that we're currently on. It's not like we're all just sitting there going like, when's the next test going to come in? Cause I got (laughs) nothing to do right now. Like these, (laughs) these things get dropped on you at like often the worst timing. And it's like, okay, let's, all right who wants to do some extra work and like you know Mm -hmm. pull some rabbits out of their hat and discuss ideas and new
0: things and that's a super fun conversation to have with the gang every time yeah yeah yeah
3: yeah so it's it's like that in itself is a is a massive challenge just to just to pump out something that you're one not getting you know paid for not that we're doing it for the money. we're doing it because we love what we do but there's no money coming into the studio for it there it's on top of everything you're doing which can't you can't falter that at all. You still got to hit your deadlines for the productions you're on. Mm. You're you're asking everybody to step out of their comfort zone and try something new, and knowing that you know the success of this thing is is potentially the next year or so of work for a hundred or so people, right? That that mm. the responsibility of nailing this test is the livelihoods of, of, of everybody at the studio, potentially, right? So mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of pressure that comes with this stuff. It's not just fun, like, yeah, let's try something. It doesn't matter if we don't get it. Like, we we usually throw everything we have into these things. We, we aim to impress. Like, the mm-hmm. test should be that bar that we can never quite hit again in the production because of, like, now you're dealing with, like, a bigger schedule and a lot more things overlapping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in this case, we did go beyond the test. Oh, but it's... yeah yeah but it's uh yeah tests are funny things um because you you have to nail it as if you've been doing that production and that kind of work for the last like year or so Mm -hmm. you have to come across like yes we can handle this in a full production even though we never have before right (laughs) to to that scale like we all we all know what we're doing of course but like when you're when you're dealing with something like final space it's just bigger and badder in every way right so it's you know you 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 have to present confidence in what you're saying you can do, as well,
2: for mm-hmm. for a full production. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Emily, another question?
4: Yeah, I got it. Um, okay, so, um, at Jamfield, there's a lot of different people that work there, right? On all different levels of production, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to know, for each of your positions in effects, producing, animation <laughs> directing, uh, what was it like working with all those people at the studio? Um, I guess you guys kind of touched on it like with the tests and with, you know, taking on such a project that was, has not been done before. Uh, what was that experience like for you working with those people?
0: Um, uh,
1: well, I don't. for me, I, I mean, I, I love collaborating. Um, uh, this world situation we're in now where, you know, everybody's working from home. And uh, personally, I find it more difficult because uh, seeing everybody's artwork and, and animation and, and everything usually drives me to, uh, <clears throat> try to do better or or um level myself up in, in some way um but working with everybody on the crew at the time um i mean it was great uh, uh it was my first time i think maybe working closely with mike and and craig obviously yep um and uh both just sort of getting to know each other's talents kind of at the same time and um knowing uh, where you can put your trust in someone else, uh, and and learning that quite quickly, uh, mm-hmm. because of of the scale of the show, um, knowing that uh, there's there's a lot of difficult things to achieve, and um, uh, yeah, I don't know. For me, it was it was just a lot of fun. I mean, it's nice working in a big studio environment with lots of people, seventy mm-hmm. plus on a show. Um, if you have issues with any certain things, there's like at least five people you can go to to uh, help you figure it out
0: yeah I think for me that that was my huge sort of takeaway from uh, you know very early on um the project was one thing but everyone there gave just cared so much not just about the show but about each other and the way we'd rally around each other and support one another and it was never uh you know there was healthy times you know, and animated better scene or create better effects whatever it was but just the level of care determination and just everyone pulling together uh you know i i never <coughs> seen it before to that level so it's pretty awesome for me as is my first show at a jackville
3: at yeah it's one thing that's uh you know sometimes unfortunately overlooked uh at, at studios is you, you get a project like this that demands everybody put so much into it, but you sort of forget to step back and go like, we're all in this together. You got to take care of each other and make sure that we don't just burn out because on something like this, you could, you could easily just stop being able to work halfway through the season. And then it kind of just takes a dive. Right. Whereas we, you know, once we knew this thing was scaling up a big part of, you know, Craig's, uh, Craig's role on this too, was just making sure that, that everybody's okay. <laughs> and as, as simple as and kind of obvious as that sounds, it is it is often overlooked, but it, on something of this scale it is so important and make sure that the people can communicate okay. And, and if there's concerns or problems that we can address them and all sort of move move forward and through it and past it and come out on the other side with still a an awesome pr- uh, product. Um, it's a tough balance uh, on, on a production like this for sure. Yeah, I mean,
0: a lot of production houses. I think, you know, it's um, not to discredit anyone's efforts, but a lot of the time it is just about hitting a deadline mm. or this is about let's put out the best episode we can and let's negotiate that deadline if we need time. Chat machine is great in that regard and our entire team, mm-hmm. constantly trying to figure out, hey, okay, what do we actually need to get this particular episode done? and manage within, you know, the grand scope, uh, uh, and parameters of the schedule. And I think, uh, everyone pulled together and helping us navigate through that. And, um, yeah, that's why we're, we were able to pull off some pretty, we think pretty awesome stuff. And, uh,
3: I think, uh, you know, as far as, you know, just to your question, working with the team on, on this episode, um, I think Chris, uh, had a great point on like the, the collaboration of departments on final space is just so much more than anything else. So like, it was a great opportunity for like Craig, myself, Chris, and, and leads of other departments as well, builds, backgrounds, layout, everybody, uh, comp as well, often overlooked. Comp is a huge uh, part of this. Um, it, it was a very quick, crazy way for us all to get to know each other quickly. <laughs> um, and you know, it, I think Chris mentioned this before like I think this was around the time where we kind of started hitting our our kind of stride like we we were we were kind of getting what was what were what the requirements were of final space now we kind of had a better idea of where it was going we all now have worked together for five episodes which is you know probably eight months I think at the time Um, probably more than that actually eight months Um, you know and then this episode specifically was like just way, way more collaboration, I think, than most episodes. It it just demanded more like, you know, I mean, just the effect shots alone, um, I mean, let me think of some, like you had the, you had like the ship crashing, uh, like Mm -hmm. the glowing planet itself was like an effect. Like there was so much going on. And a lot of that was done by the BG team, which did an amazing job too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you had huge butterfly swarms, which unfortunately I think the effect that actually was done for that was, was replaced with kind of a a more after effects digital kind of look. But Mm -hmm. if you, if you recall the episode, those, that kind of butterfly swarm was hand animated at one point, like to. To completion it was yeah. hand animated in these crazy yeah chris chris wow.
4: um,
3: you know you got the the electric plasma pipes like there's something different like how do you do something like that without killing your crew because it looks simple but it's not um, There was laser battles in this. You had uh, had a Mooncake power blast, which came up every so often, but they were always a big thing that needed to be done right. Uh, Kevin wrecking the ship. You had flamethrowers, fire hitting walls, sprinklers happening, Um, a planet getting hit by a laser beam and then exploding, which causes a meteor shower of flaming rocks. Like... (laughs) it's it's great and falling in slow motion i think at the same time like it like you you add these things up and any one of these is equal to the entire season of effects on another production oh yeah and and yet this is all in one episode like and, and the only way you can pull something like that across like pull that off with a list like that is by collaboration and understanding and caring for each other like you, you can't just throw a list like that at the next department and go it's due in two weeks guys have fun like it, it doesn't it can't work like that you have to work collaboratively you have to work understanding the uh you know the the hurdles that each department is going to come up against um and for myself like in my kind of um privileged position i guess or, uh is i get to see every kind of department along the way right Um, You know, as animation director, I kind of help lead everything and effects is one place I really don't have to lead much because they're very, very, very capable people. uh, And Chris knew exactly what was required in, in something like this. But you know, it's constant troubleshooting and like, okay, we've got this glowing like fantasy forest. Like how are we pulling this off? What kind of layers do you need? Oh, the ship has to crash through it. How are we doing the ship? How are we doing the ship interacting with the trees? Like all of these questions come up because again, nobody's done this thing before and Mm -hmm. it didn't happen in the four episodes prior It's episode five. Now all this is thrown at you. So like, how are we going to pull this off? Um, So working with the team, and art like that team specifically was just amazing because it was never i can't do this it was like oh man i want to do this and like what's the best approach how how can i pull my my section off so that i'm Helping support and, and push forwards everybody's vision after me instead of just, I'm going to do this the way I'm used to. And then you guys just figure it out later. It it was never that. It was always looking ahead, always trying to figure out what we can give the next department so that everybody can put in the love and effort that, that it deserves Mm -hmm. without going like, Oh my God, this is what you gave me to work with. Like it's very hard to achieve that. But I, I feel with the, with the crew we have, like, you know, we kind of all bonded really well on this and and for this episode kind of to come mid-season was like kind of a statement on where we were as a crew i think and um i mean just the the list i just gave you of effects <laughs> a lot of that has to be discussed ahead of time and like okay what are we going to do to help Chris, when his crew gets this scene or what can we do to alleviate some of the the complexities of what he would have had to done? Can we change a shot slightly so that we don't see it as long? Like all of these discussions happen, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And with a crew that you trust and believe in and everybody believes in each other, uh, it's, it's kind of very, not easy, but it's, it's an easier conversation and, Mm -hmm. and we all kind of come out the other side smiling and proud of what we're able to achieve. Uh, And this episode specifically was one of the biggest kind of, Every department having to collaborate episodes that we've, I think we had to do in that season.
4: That's going to be like the best feeling for sure to have that kind of a team to work with.
3: (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. mean, after this, we were all like, okay, what's next, guys? Like, let's, let's just keep this train moving. Like, what's the next (laughs) big thing we're going to do? Um, so absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly fueling and, and inspiring to work with people that, that care about the products and, and the people around them uh, as much as as we all do.
2: Yeah, I think that's one thing that really <clears throat> makes kind space special. And on you're in a jam field, but also a shadow machine. It's it's kind of, they they've all mentioned that kind of same feeling of camaraderie and teamwork, and yep. really understanding each other and being excited and proud about other departments' <clears throat> work and other things that they're doing. They'll have. Yeah board artists go over to character designers and start looking at their work be like wow this is incredible i love what you're doing here and offer advice offer you know just looking at stuff it's uh they they mentioned it's it's a lot of you know kind of creating this kind of mosaic of everybody's input here and there and everybody's inspirations and it's really cool Teamwork piece. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a nice back and forth uh, relationship we had with them because we were always excited to see where they were going to go with the next episode and what kind of uh, you know previs material they would give us. When they had a fantastic team too, led by Devo, um, so it, it was like a thrill for us to see what they wanted to pull off, and that inspired us. And then in turn, when they would see what we did with it all, and once they see their characters animated and all the effects and layers on top of it, they were then in. Inspired because they knew they could hand us anything and, and we cared about it as much as they did, and kind of vice versa, right? So it was a nice kind of symbiotic relationship.
4: Love it. That's awesome.
2: Awesome. And Emily, you have one last question?
4: I do. I have one more. So now we're going to talk about the challenges you guys had. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which
4: I bet we're ready. Were <laughs> so for this episode, since we're talking about it um, in your different positions, what were some of the challenges that you each had to overcome?
1: Um, I think for me on this episode, um, the scene where Kevin is destroying the ship and he's got his, um, little fire throwers, uh, that scene is, is maybe like eight seconds long. Um, so you know, roughly, I don't know, uh, under 200 frames. Uh, But the way that Kevin had to spin around while he was um, being animated and and make it look smooth, it needed to be done on ones. And uh, (laughs) because it was on ones and he was moving through the ship from the background into the foreground. So he was coming through all these layers of of backgrounds and and other characters, putting the effect, the, the fire on that for every frame like it, it was almost 200 fire drawings it took me like two and a half days there were so many physics to figure out the way the fire is reacting to everything it's hitting while coming towards you um and then just the the, the technical aspect of, of making it all work within the scene that things were layered right um <clears throat> that was a beast and you just watch it and you're like oh yeah that's cool you know? <laughs> it's just really and bad. <laughs> It's so true, and, and that that one wasn't like a, a big flashy scene, um, but it was probably one of the hardest uh, effect scenes in the episode. <laughs>
4: Oh my gosh, on ones, that's insane. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that one took a lot. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then you know, I mean, there was also there was a lot of other challenging stuff too. I mean, the planet explodes. We, we tried to find ways to um, you know grow the explosions out, and then work with moving holds so that we could focus um, more fire and more effects on the falling debris that are raining down now. Um, but also making sure that we're not taking over the shot or um uh kind of being on top of the character like we want to we want to accentuate what the characters are doing without overtaking it you know even though it is maybe a big effect uh, we always want to make sure that we're sort of treating it with care in that way Uh, so that can be
3: kind of tricky too with with big effects episodes like that yeah i think that section for us as well Not just character animation, but just kind of debris animation and and pulling shots uh, together. That that section where the planet explodes was also probably one of the more challenging sections. Um, Yeah, scale. Yeah, scale. A a sense of yeah, hookups. Hookups and a sense of scale Mm. is is a hard thing to pull off in kind of like two D land, right? If you if you want to call it that, like making something feel huge and distant. And then having like meteors, like falling down on them while they're sliding down like a cable, like, like all these things are, are tricky to pull off. I think we spent quite a bit of time, uh, as Chris mentioned, like with the moving holds, like there would be like an effect done, but then we would hold that last kind of frame of the effect for, for, The next few shots it's just kind of slowly expanding uh because when things move too fast they start to feel small and you just blew up a planet so the last thing we want is for any of this to feel small it's got to feel threatening and chaotic and like the world's about to end to end for them right which was the idea um so i think that was that was probably the more challenging section for for me uh as as the kind of director of the episode to make sure that all that felt correct and no one scene in between a whole bunch of other dramatic stuff felt cheap and quick and light. And it's like, oh, what, has, what just happened? Like, I thought the planet was huge off in the distance. Like, it, it's kind of got to be nice and cohesive and, and feel feel epic, grand, like, through this whole thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a behind-the-scenes kind of quick thing, but it is, it, it is tricky to pull off correctly.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Um. I think for me, I mean, it's uh, <clears throat> these guys like Chris, uh, Mike, all of our department heads from Layout Builds, you, you name it. They're so good at self-managing their own departments. It, it took so much pressure off me as the new guy. So my, honestly, my biggest challenge, like we could get into the scaling down of avocado and the, uh, you know, mm. the electric pain maze and all that stuff. We're, were just crazy things. But just knowing these guys were so mm-hmm. open to that discussion. And for me, it was more about making sure that Everyone, I guess, just felt empowered to make those choices and confident that there wasn't going to be, no one was going to be reprimanded or anything ridiculous like that. And so for me, it was really, um, you know, getting to know the crew, earning their trust, and then getting to know Shadow Machine and making sure that along the way, if we needed more time, they understood that it was for the best, that we weren't trying to, you know, cheapen anything. And we're really trying to put in all this extra effort and gaining their trust to, to make these decisions um and thankfully they're just so supportive and that's that's really all credit to guys like mike and chris just for their their talents and passion right like they honestly make my job very very easy
3: (laughs) (laughs) i love them Greg gives good hugs too when we need it.
4: (laughs) You
0: usually hear me screaming through the hallways, I love you! (laughs) (laughs) But it's fine.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So the team morale was super high then.
0: (laughs) It was, yeah. Good. It's usually pretty good.
4: That's awesome.
2: Yeah. awesome yeah well thank you so much uh emily of course for all asking awesome questions uh and to the three of you for giving really great answers uh and thank you so much for all coming back to the show uh, all of you for for uh coming back to final space it's always great to have you on
3: i have a for question for emily
4: question for me go ahead oh. <laughs> what
3: was your favorite episode
4: <laughs> Oh. season one season one season one let's just talk season one put it on the spot gosh um, whew. I will say I had quite the reaction to episode six.
2: Ah, of it was course, nothing... everybody does. I know
4: everybody. Does, but <laughs> truly, truly, I know. Maybe that's like a basic answer, but I had never <laughs> felt the way I did um, watching that episode with anything else I've ever experienced. Like it was just something I was not expecting to happen. Um, so that one really affected me, to be honest with you. <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, that's, uh, I mean, there, uh, again, is another example of something that was new for us is, Mm -hmm. is kind of like, I mean, you know, you're, you're an animator and you've been an animator for a long time. So you you understand emotion and how to portray feelings, but Mm that kind of thing you don't get to practice very often right um the death you know the death of a father they just found his son like gary's best friend like all this stuff kind of came together in episode six (laughs) yeah yeah if if you haven't watched it yet it's too late um (laughs) if yeah why are you watching a a final space man (laughs) podcast if you haven't watched it yet (laughs) um you know it's it was something new it was it was it was time to pull out like all the animation tricks and mm-hmm. um we knew how big that moment was we like we felt emotional watching the Leica, and it's like okay how we have to make sure that this is executed correctly because this is a huge huge moment for the season this is mm-hmm. when this is when anybody watching doubting where this show is going goes oh shit yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh shit like what just happened and then you're Mm -hmm. waiting for episode seven to go like is he is he really like is it really did it really happen like so (laughs) it's it's uh it was a big moment we knew it was a big moment and you know we had to put our best animators on it and it was kind of one of those instances where like I could walk around and you know I could tweak a few scenes but I could walk around to the crew going seeing them animate and going like if you're not If you're not tearing up or crying, you're not, you're not doing this right. I'm serious. Like, and I tell people this and I said the same thing for uh, Quinn and Gary at the end of the season as well. If you're not, if you're not feeling the emotion that these characters are feeling right now, then I need somebody else on this because it's, it's, it has to have that weight. It had to every moment, every cut, the way you move something in slow motion, again, scale, right? If you move too fast, it takes you out of the moment. Mm. Something like this, this key thing where, where you know, all this debris is getting sucked out. Gary's holding on to little kados so he doesn't get pulled out too. this. It had to, it's slow motion as well. It's not an easy thing. If you, if you change the pace of what you just told the viewer to feel, the whole thing will fall flat. Mm. It, it's, it can Very, very easily go wrong. A blink—that's the wrong speed. Does it? How much are the eyes watering? How many tears are we doing? Does it become comical? Because then it's too far. Like Mm -hmm. these are all things that we would discuss internally to make sure that this thing was executed the way it deserved. Like we knew that was a big moment. We Mm -hmm. knew that was going to be the turning point for the people going. Like, am I in or am I out? Am I in? And so I'm glad you said that because I always I like talking about that sequence. Uh, because it meant a lot to us as well and mm-hmm. and if people are saying like oh yeah that was my favorite episode then it means that all that effort succeeded and and you know we we couldn't be happier about that
4: absolutely you guys <laughs> like you met where the writing was and you like plus it up even more like that's what I really appreciate about it's just it matched you know the emotional moment and it just it made it even more impactful so yeah. kudos to you yeah, guys sure. for the awesome work you guys have been doing
3: cool thank you I appreciate
2: yeah. that that's one of those <laughs> i think everybody remembers where they were at that moment you know it's a cartoon character's death, but well, where
4: were time. you when you watched it yeah
3: it's funny uh, i was really excited to watch i kind of searched youtube for all the reaction videos i could find because i yeah. wanted to see like okay how did people take this uh there wasn't as much as i was hoping there were there would be but uh it was good to see, like, when it happened, like, whoever it was would, like, you could see their eyes tearing up and they just stopped talking at that moment until the credits came and then they were just like,
2: uh, uh, what happened? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the bad thing real. was at that point, I think the show took an extra week off. So we had to wait, had to wait until oh. like two, two weeks before episode seven came out. And so we're all just yeah, sitting there right. like, "Ola, yeah. what did you just do? Well, that- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But yeah, cool. Thank you guys so much again for coming on today. We're so glad to have you. Uh, Emily, thank you again so much for being our fan on this episode. Uh, yeah, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you for having us. Thanks, for having
2: us. Thanks to Emily for helping me with today's talk with Craig as well as Mike. And Chris, thank you so much to the two of them for also showing up for this episode and surprising us as uh, some awesome guests on today's show. Until next time, follow me at Gabriel W. Jones on Instagram and Twitter and follow the show at Into Final Space on Instagram and Twitter as well. To chat about this episode, hop on over to the Into Final Space Discord server. We'll see you next time on Into Final Space. Thanks, guys.